once you finish school the there's so much to do i mean i went to university to study law and i am a professional stunt driver who knew Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Hungry Women at Work with me, Navelia Malloy. A while ago, a friend asked me what I'd do if my daughter grows up and tells me she wants to be a professional boxer, a BMXer, or a rock climber. I thought for a long minute and said, well, I guess it's better than being a couch potato, right? <laughs> I mean, what do you say when your little girl tells you she wants to make a career out of staring injury and death in the face? every day. For advice on that, I think we'll have to ask the mom of the guest on today's episode. Stacy Lee May is a professional motorsport athlete, car spinner and stunt driver. Yes, you heard correctly. Now if you're a new listener, Hungry Women at Work is for the woman who wants to thrive at work without losing her personal values. And that work could be in the boardroom or the lecture room, the lab or on the sports field. Stacy does her thriving while burning rubber, drifting and spinning donuts on a racetrack or sometimes in a backyard. And if that's not enough, she does some death-defying stunts that include her hanging upside down from the car window while the car spins wildly. The only thing separating her head from the tarmac being her ponytail. You really have to check out videos of this woman in action. Heart-stopping stunts aside, this young lady has got her head firmly on her shoulders, despite working in a male-dominated industry. Oh, and being on a first-name basis with one of SA's most successful exports, Charlize Theron, or Tron. Stacy shares candidly about how she stays focused, how she went from studying law to performing stunts, and how she's had to overcome bullying both at school and professionally. 2020 has done tailspins on all of us. So I thought it fitting to end of the year in conversation with someone who's gotten her own back by spinning circles on her own terms. Here's the Queen of Smoke, Stacey Lee May. Stacey May, welcome to Hungry Women at Work. How are you doing? Thank you for having me and I'm good. Thanks yourself. Also well, thanks so much. Stacy, so you are a professional motorsport athlete, a car spinner, and a stunt driver. And you're not even 25 years old. Uh, so that's <laughs> pretty remarkable achievements. Tell us where your story begins and how you went from young Stacy Lee, just minding her own business in the, in the playground, to now being called the Queen of Smoke. I matriculated quite young. I matriculated at the age of 16. So I was the only one that went to write my matric exams with a birth certificate. <laughs> but everybody else used to bully me because I went to a government school. So people used to bully me a lot because it was people older than me. When I was in grade 10, I was like 13 years old. And then there were already people having 21st in my class. <laughs> they felt that. This small little child is not going to beat me. So I think their way of getting out of that, getting their minds out of that was to bully me. And that drove me towards being an introvert. I couldn't speak. I was shy. I didn't want to see people. And when I matriculated, my dad thought that 
he just wants to boost my confidence a bit. So he decided that, okay, motorsport, because he always enjoyed motorsport. So he had a friend that used to do spinning, and then he introduced me to his friend, and they took me one day out to empty parking lot, and we just started spinning. And you were hooked from that day? The first five minutes. All it took was five minutes. Wow. And you've never looked back since then. So, I mean, I think some of our listeners may not be familiar with exactly what spinning is, seeing that this is a podcast, but I mean, they need to go and Google it. But in your own words, how would you explain spinning to the average person? Spinning is a more of a freestyle motorsport. It's very, it's similar to drifting, but very different because drifting is more precision driving and spinning is more freestyle stunts, you know, I'm doing as I please kind of sport. <laughs> Brilliant. So, I mean, it was only legalized a few years ago. So were you still in the time when it was part of the underground or did you come straight into it when, when, when it was legal? When I started spinning, I started in 2014. I think a year before that or in that year, it became legalized. When I started, there was only one other female in the sport. I met her once. I've, I've never seen her again. I looked for this girl because we were about the same age. I looked for her. I couldn't find her. So automatically, people think that I'm the first female spinner. And I'm not. There was somebody before me. Sure. I just can't find this person. So I'm just <laughs> straight right now. Do we know her name? Maybe if she's listening somewhere out there today. I don't even remember him. That oh. was about six ago. Well, thank you for your humility in saying that because, I mean, it would be nice for you to own the title as being the first. And I think a lot of people would rather be known as that. But I think that's already something that impresses me about you is that you've just walked with such humility despite your accomplishments at such a young age. I just want to go back to your bullying for um, a while because I know that... Uh, a lot of my listeners are usually women in corporate workspaces, but there's also this um, corporate bullying is a real thing. Just based oh, on I'm your... victim of corporate bullying just last week. Do you want to tell us a bit more about it? I know we're not, we don't need to name and shame anybody, but maybe you can just say some of your, how you personally overcome or deal with those kind of encounters. So when I was in school, when people used to bully me, I used to go home and cry. I used to sit in one of them. Um, my aunt was a teacher at the high school I went to. So she, we didn't want her to get involved because it would have just made things worse for me. So she used to give me her keys at break time and I would sit in her class. And as soon as the bell would ring to go home, my mom would be standing outside the school gate waiting to take me home. But now as an adult, this person is pulling me over social media. So I learned um, a couple of years ago when I met Shadis Saran, she told me that when you become successful, people try and tear you down. When people aren't trying to tear you down, that's when you know you're not doing something good. When they try and tear you down, you are doing the best that you can. You are on the top of your game. So just ignore them, carry on. Keep beating yourself, do what you do best. And, you know, they only doing that because they feel bad about themselves. 
So I'm just, I ignore it. Whatever people say about me, that's their opinion. It doesn't even, okay, I cry a little bit. Like my mom's getting cry. <laughs> that's just for like 10 minutes and then I'm over it and that's it. You speak about um, your disciplines, but I mean, for those who haven't yet seen you in action, um, your sport is not a joke. Um, you've got some death-defying acts there that <laughs> I, I'm sure some some old males won't even try. And there you are out <laughs> here leaning out the side of your car window while spinning. It takes quite some discipline and focus to get to that point. Do you want to share some of your disciplines and what routines you execute in order to be successful in your craft? Well, first of all, the most important thing out of everything is listen to your parents. When my dad tells me to do something, I'm going to do it because my dad would never allow me to do anything that's going to hurt me because he doesn't want to see me hurt. The second thing is always pray and put God first. Before I do anything, no matter who's standing next to me, the president can stand next to me, I will sit and I will pray. I've, seen you. I've seen you in action in the car. I've seen that. Yeah, so I tell him, we've seen you, like, keep quiet, I'm busy praying right now. So just pray, don't doubt yourself, and always listen to your parents because they will never scare you wrong. That's brilliant advice. I want you to come and speak to my daughter sometime and you must just tell her that. <laughs> so I know that you're quite passionate about young people and motivating young people. What would be some of your advice to young people today who are faced with so much more? Like you're saying, I mean, they are experiencing the kind of bullying, violence, um, and also unemployment levels like never before. Um, what would be some of your advice to young people today? I would tell them the same thing I tell my siblings. I have two younger siblings. I just tell them to stay focused. Your main goal is to finish school. And once you finish school, the, there's so much to do. I mean, I went to university to study law. And here I am a professional stunt driver. Who knew? <laughs> You don't necessarily have to go to university. I mean, find your passion and let it make money for you. I mean, whether it's boxing, hockey, golf, whatever it is, I mean, just find your passion, work hard at it, dream big and go for it. I mean, my brother's passion is motorbikes. Kid, he's 15 years old, so he buys and sells motorbikes for a living at his age. I don't even know where the hell he gets the money to do it. But <laughs> and then my young sister, she wanted to do teaching. So I sent her to university. So she's now working at a private school in Rodeport, teaching them, I think, grade R kids. So yeah. you find your passion and let it work for you. That's amazing. So let's talk about that conversation where we go from law to motorsport. Um, <laughs> well, okay, at least your dad was there, so it wasn't too shocking of a conversation to have had. You are still currently studying or you've completed your studies? I am still studying. I actually took last year as a gap year because I had to travel to a few countries last year. And in this year, while I was standing in the registration line waiting to pay my registration, 
my manager calls me and is like, can you just look at your schedule for a moment? So I like, okay, got on the phone, got into my email and I was fully booked. I was going to be at home for like three weeks out of this year. And then a few weeks later, COVID hit and then everything just fell apart and it was too late for me to register myself. Oh, wow. So I am currently studying. I have a year and a half left, a few exams. That's all it takes. But with my crazy schedule, I just want to find time to take off spinning and concentrate fully on my work because I strongly believe that you have to have the education to fall back on. I mean, I can't be 60 years old hanging <laughs> upside down out of a car. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> you mentioned it earlier and just something that, especially being one of a handful of females in this discipline, and then traveling so regularly in a very male-dominated environment. What are some of the principles that you have employed to, to safeguard yourself? I'm not just talking about physically. I'm just meaning, you know, to avoid the distractions of being yep. the only showing up. And then also, how have you been able to keep your personal values in check in a very male-dominated environment? Well. I'm going to, sorry for my name, but I'm going to say it the way my dad says it. I have balls too. Mine are just on my chest. And Come mine on. are way bigger than the others. So that's what my dad says to me and that keeps me motivated. Love it. I love it. Your dad sounds awesome. <laughs> Thank you. But honestly, first it starts at home. Like when I'm at home, we still do our chores. I have to clean. I cook. I help my sister do dishes because if I don't, they're going to just tell me a lot of nonsense. And then when it comes to the spending, like my younger brother treats me as an equal. He doesn't see me as his older sister. He's just as his older sibling. It doesn't matter if I'm a girl or whatever. Yeah. And then when we get to spending shows, it's more like um, some of the guys treat me as a younger sister. They need to help me show me new things. It's just sometimes other women don't want to accept the fact that there's a woman doing this. Like the one time we were at the drags and I just finished fun and I came out and I was walking I went by myself power and this guy was looking at me and then his girlfriend smacked him and was like, why are you looking at her? And, well, that's not even what the news oh. about because I was working with my fiance and that like he was probably just looking at me because he saw me spin. So you don't want to tell me come on. So it's just a matter of blocking all the negativity out and you doing what you do best. And I mean, it's with anything in life, whether you work at a normal job, if somebody says to you, oh, no, women are supposed to be receptionists. So if you're a man and you're a receptionist, like, why are you doing a woman's job? It doesn't work like that. A job is a job and we're all doing what we have to do to survive. That's brilliant. Such good advice. Uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that example because, I mean, we experience sometimes our greatest critics are the, the sisters that we think are supposed to be there in our corner. How do you, how do you, help build others up? How do you make sure that that's not the same story for the next young Stacey coming 10 years after you? Well, 
I get that all the time. Like people girls coming up to me and I always just tell them to stay focused and don't listen to anybody else. If somebody wants to bully you or criticize you, that's just because they're unhappy with themselves. I would never go and criticize somebody else because I'm happy with the way I am. So I always tell kids that no matter what somebody says about you, don't believe them because you are created in God's image and you're unique to yourself. So just listen to yourself, listen to your parents and everything will work out. Beautiful. What are some of the life lessons that you've learned from spinning and motorsport? You always stay grounded. Very good. Um, I I don't know if you're taking your own advice because when I see you hanging upside down, I'm like, that's not very close. That's too close to the ground, but the other part of your body, like your feet should be close to the ground, not your head. <laughs> it's actually a trick to it. So I always have a ponytail. So I put extra earbands on. So my earbands would normally come and go, yeah. And then I would feel the ground scrape on my earband and then I know I've gone too far. <laughs> Splendid. Wow. Love that. I love that. So earlier on, you just casually name dropped Charlize Theron, you know, because like that's just your BFF. Um, <laughs> how have you been able to go from being in a celebrity space and then coming back and being grounded as the girl next door in Aldo's. How do you make that transition between the two worlds? Well, honestly, sorry. <laughs> I don't see people as celebrities. I mean, when you meet, when I met Charlize for the first time, she was normal. She was down to earth. She wasn't like, I was like, oh my God, Charlize. And she was like, wow, so I'm standing next to you. I was like, and, you, and she was like, you're a queen of snow. I was like, yeah, but I'm not Charlize Theron. And she was like, yeah, but I'm a normal person just like you. So she actually showed me that there's no such thing as famous. Okay, you see her on TV. Uh, you see her on movies, the big screen. But I see myself on TV and I don't, like, consider myself as famous. And that's what she said to me as well. When she watches our movie, she's like, oh, my hair looks horrible in that movie, like a normal person. So Shalit is actually part of the reason why I am the way I am because she sees herself as a normal person and I want to be that way as well. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. We're about to transition to a part of the show called Rapid Fire Questions where I throw some questions at you and you just answer the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? I hope so. (laughs) Here we go. A song that always gets you through the day. Tupac. All of these music. (laughs) (laughs) I can totally see that while you're spinning. (laughs) A book that's changed the way you think about work. The Speed and Sound magazine. I don't know if it counts as a book, but that's the only thing I read. (laughs) I love it. A gadget or app that helps you work smarter. My cell phone. Your advice to your younger self? Listen to your parents from the time they start speaking to you. Because when I was a young teen, I thought my parents were the, the devil. They didn't want to give me what I wanted. But now I realize <laughs> I should have listened to them since then. <laughs> that is brilliant. Three things that keep you centered? My sister, my fiancé and 
definitely my dad because so if you met that man you know why <laughs> <laughs> one thing you do to overcome distraction i pray your advice to younger working women sorry for my language what they say and just do you <laughs> your advice to senior women leaders and it's got to be as good as the younger working women <laughs> you have to get out of your old habits and just accept that the world is changing and developing and women are too beautiful absolutely beautiful anything else that you feel that people should know about Stacy Lee or um, Stacy sorry Stacy Lee is only formal Stacy <laughs> <laughs> I am running a charity drive uh this is charity called um Cosmo Children's Orphanage so if anybody would like to donate anything please send a message to my Facebook page or my Instagram that would be amazing but if not it's okay we got That's- this That's brilliant. On that note, where can people follow you? I know you're on socials, but where should they follow you? I'm on Facebook. My Facebook page is Team Stacy May. My Instagram is Team Stacy and my Twitter is Queen of Smoke. Oh, and I have TikTok. I'm Team Stacy on TikTok. My dad makes TikTok videos on my TikTok all day. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Your final words to hungry women at work listeners. Stay motivated. I know it's been a tough year, but we as women got this and the world wouldn't function properly if it wasn't for us because men always forget their masks at home. I know because I have to carry like 10 masks in my bag for my brother and his friends. <laughs> What a fantastic note to end off on. Stacy May, it has been so much fun. getting to know you a bit better i'm looking forward to seeing you in action one day thank you so much for making the time and years to the next 10 years of just ruling the burnout zone thank you nobody wakes up thinking how can i create boring content today give your brand a fresh new voice with audio dashes for podcasting voiceovers audio content script writing and content strategy check out audiodacious.com what a fun yet inspiring interview right as we wrap up this episode today's listener question is from anonymous in johannesburg she writes 2020 has been a junk year for almost all of us I had so many goals when the year started, most of which have not happened. How do I stop myself feeling like a total failure? Hmm. Thanks for that honest question, Anonymous. I know you are not alone in feeling this way. I recently looked at my own 2020 goals and laughed at how many of them were now a pipe dream in the face of a lockdown life. But a few things have helped me to not feel totally down in the dumps. And I hope they'll do the same for you. Firstly, I believe it's important to keep the right perspective about goals for this past year. This has been a year like no other, so our expectations also need to shift. I spoke a bit about that in episode 
called Who Do You Want To Be Beyond Lockdown? I suggest you take a listen. I'd also suggest that you assess which of your goals still feel relevant beyond 2020 because some of them may have changed and extend the ones that still feel relevant into 2021. Half of this year was spent under lockdown. So taking one extra year to complete that course or to work at getting that promotion is totally okay. And this is a hard one, but you have to be willing to surrender those goals that were specifically time-bound. Some people lost out on a final year of study, a once-off business opportunity, a last chance to compete at the Olympics, or having that big fairy tale wedding. A counselor I've been seeing said to me, can you file this situation under, it is what it is. I think we all need to do that when looking at our goals or the dreams deferred this past year. 2020 was what it was. And we can only look forward and trust that the year ahead will be enriching in different ways. Also remember that you achieved many goals you didn't set out to, like teaching technophobic parents how to do video calls or upping your cooking skills. And then the biggest goal of all, surviving a pandemic. Whoa! Now that one should count for extra credits for all of us, right? (laughs) So my friend, be kind to yourself. We can only trust that we'll emerge stronger in the broken places. So that's it for Hungry Woman at Work in 2020. We'll be taking a break and returning again, God willing, in January 2021. Thank you so much for staying connected this year, for subscribing and sharing with friends. I so appreciate all the feedback and love you've shown. Please follow Hungry Woman at Work on Instagram for updates and use some of your downtime to listen to past episodes or to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or a follow on Spotify. Till next time, God bless you and your loved ones and keep thriving at work without losing your soul.